0: So I'd like to ask you, what's the most beautiful thing your eyes have ever seen? Was it the birth of a child or a grandchild? Was it seeing your spouse on your wedding day? Was it a magnificent vacation to somewhere elaborate, like Hawaii or the Caribbeans? What's the most beautiful sight your eyes have ever seen? Maybe seeing someone return for war or a relative that you haven't seen for years. What's the most beautiful place you've been to? Was it the shores in the Caribbean? Was it the mountains of Colorado? Was it the inner passage of Alaska? Was it the glory of Rome or Venice? What's the most beautiful place you've been to? Can you recall that in your mind, those places, those experiences, Things that you see that you cherish. Advertisers many times lure us to come into their states that we might be able to, let me back this up one, that we might be able to experience some of the wonders of their states. Just not go there for some tourist spots to have a wonderful experience and maybe see some beautiful sights. So let's play a little bit of state trivia, okay, about sights and wonders. I'm going to give you the slogan they use to lure us into their state, and you tell me what the state is, okay? Fields of opportunity, what state? What state? Iowa, okay? I've lived there. If you like cornfields, that's great, okay? Fields of opportunity, but not a whole lot else, unless you're into soybeans. What about the land of Oz? You know what state that is? Let me help you out. Or the land of Oz. What state? Kansas If you're driven through Kansas, it's not the land of Oz. No offense. It's usually away from here to the mountains of Colorado. Great places, smiling faces is what? South Carolina. Now, some people might think South Dakota. They're very similar with their slogans. And finally, if you've seen this, it's one of the sights of America. It's beauty and grandeur, a mile deep and a mile wide. It's what? The Grand Canyon State, what state? Arizona, that's right. You know, Lure, come on in and go see this and experience. Let's do a few more. Live free or die, what state? New Hampshire, that's right. The Revolutionary War. Sweet home what? Yeah, I'd be there. Last year this time was at Alabama football games, where blue skies call you. First in flight. Yeah, the Outer Banks, the beauty of the ocean and the mountains of Piedmont. Pure what? Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Someone yesterday was shaking their head. That's okay, all right? It's hey, pure Michigan. Come experience the lighthouses and the water and the lakes, right? Let's do a couple more. We're lured to come there. Notice it's pure. It's sweet home. It's a place you want to go to. Almost heaven what? Yeah, West Virginia. Have you ever ridden on or drove on a West Virginia turnpike? It's not almost heaven. It's like, let's get out and get sick, Okay. You ever been on the West Virginia Turnpike? It's not heaven, all right? Okay, sorry. Find it here, the heart of it all is what? I just drove through Cleveland yesterday. Never mind, all right? And finally, back to my man, my singer, Billy Joel, a New York what? State of mind. All these places Laura us to come and visit, to see these wonderful places, to visit and have these wonderful experiences, correct? I want to ask you another question. Do you have a bucket list? You know what a bucket list is? Things you want to do before you what? Kick the bucket and die. What are some places on your bucket list? Maybe the Caribbeans, Venice, Florence, Italy. Maybe Mount Rainier and then beautiful Northwest. Or going to Washington, D.C. A bucket list. One thing on my bucket list is to see all 50 states, but I don't like to fly, so I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get to Hawaii, okay? All right? We all have a bucket list, beautiful things we want to see and experience, things we want to know. Alright? So, right along those lines, who, what, or where are your treasures? I mean, what things value to you the most? What things do you cherish you most? Your family? Your portfolio? Your career? Your spouse? Your freedom? What are things you treasure the most? Your house your possessions, what is the thing in your heart that you value the most? And why do I ask that? Because while we've been talking about beautiful places and things we want to do and the wonders of this world, Jesus turns our head today and he wants us to see things much more grandeur in a different light. Can you read this with me? But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy And where thieves break in and steal, for your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And while you and I live in the world many times, we are addicted to the world, and we think that this world is the only world that exists, and Jesus says, listen, don't store up treasures on earth, because one day somebody else will own it all. And one day it's not going to be worth it, worth a whole lot. And one day someone will forget you. Instead, store up treasures in heaven, because that lasts forever. Value that, because that goes on forever. And that is far better than anything here on this earth. And so today, we're on a unique day. Sunday, November 1st, it's All Saints Day. When we commemorate, you see the candles, those believers who died this past year, who were with their Lord in peace and comfort. Remember those who died in the faith within the past 364 days. All Saints Day, it just happens to be a Sunday, too, when we recall Jesus' resurrection. So we sing, for all the saints who from their labors rest, who thee by faith before the world confessed. And we remember them today. Did you hear all the names? Now, oftentimes, children will ask me this. And children will say, Pastor, what do you think heaven is like? What do you think heaven is like? And that's a very good question that children ask. So I'd like to take you through what heaven is actually like, okay? Well, we know God by his word, and heaven we will know him by beholding him. Could you please read 1 John 3, verse 2 with me? Read it together. Thank you. We shall see him as he is. The first thing about heaven is you and I will see God face to face in his full majesty. The first thing that's unique about heaven, when we get to heaven, we will see the face of God. Many times when people describe heaven, and after doing hundreds of funerals, someone will say, well, today's a great day because my loved one is now with their daughter. Today's a great day because my loved one's now with their parents. Today's a great day because I know that my mother is now dancing with my father in heaven. Today's a great day because my loved one is now reunited with their loved ones in heaven. They are waiting for them at the door. I can't wait to be in heaven because I can't wait to be reunited with all my loved ones. But friends in Christ, when we get to heaven, we will behold God face to face in his glory and that'll make everything seem rather pale. Not as important. Not that those things don't matter. But when we see God face to face that will fill us with such glory and joy, such incomprehensible contentment that yes, we'll see our loved ones, but that is rather small compared to seeing God face to face. So the apostle Thomas said, Jesus, you know it'd be really cool? Show us the Father, and that'll be enough. Just show me God, Jesus, and you've done your stuff. And Jesus said, Thomas, how long have you been with me? Don't you know that I am my father and one of those who have seen me have seen the Father? But in heaven we get to see God in his full glory, and that'll be enough. That'll be sufficient. So what's heaven like? We know God's knowledge by his word. In heaven we will know him perfectly. Can you read 1 Corinthians thirteen twelve with me? Go ahead. But then I shall I know, as also I am known. So here's like a little slice of heaven. On Transfiguration Mountain, there's Peter and John and James. And there appears on the mountain the giants of the Old Testament, Moses and Elijah, and Peter knows who they are. How could Peter know who Moses and Elijah are unless a slice of heaven comes down to him? You see, in heaven we will know everybody. We don't have to ask, where are you from? where would you live? What'd you do? We don't have to have name tags in heaven, right? We're not going to forget anybody else's name. In heaven we will know one another, and we will be fully known. I mean that's a Jesus inside of us. And we will be known as God will be fully known to us and we will know one another. We will automatically know everybody in heaven by their name. And we will then know exactly who God is in perfection. So in heaven, you can see God face to face. In heaven, we will know one another. What else is heaven like? Where there will be no evil, temptation, or sin, only eternal bliss and joy. I think sometimes there are some people who believe that heaven's just like a little bit better uh, than life on earth. So if I really like boating on earth, in heaven I get to do it forever. If I really like partying with my friends, heaven is just a more glorious party with my friend's time. There are some people who think that heaven's just going to be a little better version on earth. But the reality is in heaven, ready for this? We won't have sin. There will be no conflict. There won't be personality conflicts between one another. No offense, there will be no more presidential election commercials. Or political fighting, all right? That's not going to take place in heaven. There will only be peace and there will be no sin. There will be no temptations. We will be like angels. No, as I said we will not become angels. We will be like angels because angels can no longer sin because God has removed evil and temptation from their realm. The same for us. In heaven, it will only be you and I with our pure, perfect natures. Only those wonderful aspects of our nature without sin in heaven. That's what will make heaven heaven. There will be no more evil or temptation. Somebody says, are we going to play baseball or football in heaven? I say no and thank God. Because if there's sports in heaven, there's winners and there's what? And I've been a Browns fan, Indians fan far too long, okay? Let's throw the lions in there. Never mind, okay? You hear what I'm saying? Okay will be filled with an inexpressible joy, partake in the glory of heaven. What else is heaven like? Well, sometimes Jesus uses pictures, and metaphors describe heaven. Heaven's like a wedding. Have you been to one? I'm finally glad they're tying the knot. We've been waiting years for it. And you sort of sense the joy from the congregation. Or maybe it's a young couple in love. Maybe in love since junior high school. And in front of all their families and friends, they got to see the love blossom together. And here's the wedding. Do you know what I'm talking about? Heaven is described as a wedding where everything is ready and there's great festivity. Or heaven is a feast. Now, it's, it's not a Burger King value meal, okay? It's not the $5 Taco Bell box. It is a feast with all the goods unfolded before us. That's not our picture of heaven. Or in heaven, we sit on thrones. Not that we're the big boss, but we will rule with God in significance. We will reign with him. Now, these are just symbols. Because there's no way that anyone earthly can try to explain the glories of heaven that you and I can wrap our minds around. So these are just symbols. This is what C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis was a great Christian writer. Matter of fact, we have a Bible study over him. C.S. Lewis says this. These are symbolic of heaven. To take them literally to think that we are to lay eggs because Jesus calls us doves. Those are symbols of heaven. That's not what really is going to happen. It's just a way to describe the beauty of heaven. What else is heaven like? We get a perfect body. woo No more medications. No more aches or pains. No more doctor visits. No offense. No more dentists. No more whitening your teeth, correct? We will have perfect bodies in heaven, and Jesus' body is a prototype. It's a template. He's a firstborn from the dead. We will be like him. Now, sometimes children ask, What age do you think we'll be in heaven? I don't know. But I do know that our bodies won't have any frailty. We'll be able to do everything we did, like when we were 15 or 18. Many people think that we'll be 33 in heaven. Why? Who was 33? Jesus was. We don't know, but we do know that we will have a perfect body. And we do believe in the resurrection of the dead. Our bodies will be reunited with our souls and they'll be perfect like Jesus' body. What else is heaven like? Can you read 2 Corinthians 9.6 with me? Reaping and sowing generously. Now read Matthew 5.12. Great is your reward. See, in heaven there will be degrees of glory. Now don't worry. It's not like someone's driving a Kia and somebody else is going to be driving a BMW. It's not like someone's living in government housing and somebody's living in a palace. There will be degrees of glory based upon what a person did on earth. For a person on earth who sacrificed, who worked hard for the Lord, for a person on earth who's maybe even martyred for their faith, they might have a greater degree of glory. But don't worry, it's not going to matter to us. It's not like someone's going to be walking around earth and somebody's going to have a limousine ride in heaven. That's not what it's like. But there will be degrees of glory. The Bible tells us that. However, about heaven, there's one more. Let me pull it back. About heaven, there's no degree of bliss or contentment. We will all have perfect peace and joy. There will be no sin. It's a paradise not known on earth, and it lasts forever. Sorry, heaven isn't going to be boring where we sit on puffy clouds playing the harps. That's nice for cartoons and magazines, but that's not the reality. What's heaven like? Face to face with God. We know one another. There's no sin. Perfect bodies, only eternal bliss and joy. So, why do I bring that up? Because we look forward to heaven, where there is no pain or suffering, and we keep on keeping on. So, what's your burden? Your health? A loved one's health? Concerned about our nation? concerned about Tuesday, what's our burden? Pain from loss, anxiety over jobs and careers, pain over lost loved ones, pain over broken relationships. Whatever it is, we keep on keeping on. Fight the good fight with all your might. Keep on running the race. Look forward to the prize. Remember, brothers and sisters in Christ, heaven awaits us. Look forward to that. This world is temporary. That world is eternal. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's our future home. It's Jesus died for me. And we're promised that no matter what we experience now, when we all experience it, the pain and the hardship of life, we're promised into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. So fight the good fight. Run the race. Keep on keeping on. Be faithful unto death. Heaven's there let that push us on, let that pull us on, let that motivate us. What a blessing that is. And so today is All Saints Day. Remember those who've gone before us in faith. And friends in Christ, one day my name will be on that list. One day your name will be on that list. One day somebody else will be reading your name and my name on that list. And our hope and prayer and promise through Jesus is that we will be with him in heaven. We will be with him in heaven in peace. Because we are God's saints, redeemed by Jesus Christ. So, how about this for a closing thought? You've heard this before. You've heard these lyrics. Back up, sorry. Skipped a slide. There we go. We come back on. There you go. I'm but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. Earth is a desert drear. Heaven is my home. Danger and sorrow stand round me on every hand. Heaven is my fatherland. Heaven is my home. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen.